Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning through Masay Shlishi, the third Aliyah of uh, Pashas Masay. Our Aliyah is 22 Pesukim Nun, running, running from Perak Lamed Gimel, Pasuk Nun to Perak Lamed Dalid, Pasuk Tesvav. The topic of our Aliyah is two. One is emptying of the land of the inhabitants and the borders of Israel. So let's do a quick uh, summary and then we'll take a look at some questions. First is the command, Hashem commands B'nai Moshe the following that you are supposed to rush to Mr. Oritz, you should inherit and also kick out those who are already inhabiting the land as you cross the land of the Jordan to enter the land of Canaan. You'll need to destroy their places of worship and remove the nations that are there as well. The land will be divided, divided up based on the lottery. And if you don't take over the land, the nations will be thorns in your sides and they'll be pain in your eyes. They'll persecute the, the nation of Israel. And what Hashem had planned to do to them, He will do to you. So this is a warning to remove those nations. And then we hear about the borders of Israel. Hashem draws out the promised land for them. So here in the south, it goes from the Midbar Tzin to Edom until the Dead Sea. And then moves to Male Akrabim, passing Tzina, going south of Kadesh Barnea, and exits by Chatzar Adar and passing Atzmona. Then goes to the, the river of Egypt, Nachal Mitzrayim, and goes, uh, goes west. That's the, we'll call it the southern border. Then on the west, we hear the western border, of course, is the Mediterranean Sea, going all the way north. The northern border is from the sea to Hor Hahar and to the Hamas, the area of Hamas, to Tzedada. And then it goes to, to Zifron, passing Chatzar Enon. In the east, we hear it goes from Chatzar Enon down to Safam, to Rivla, to the east of Ayin. And going on the shoulder of the Kinneret on the east. That's sort of like the Golan Heights area. And it goes down the Jordan River, completing the boundaries. Moshe Rabbeinu commands Israel about the borders of the nine and a half tribes who are going to be living in Israel proper because two and a half are on the east bank. And, and, this, is, and this is the end of our Aliyah. So a lot to think about. Let's focus on each section and deepen our understanding. So first of all, why are we hearing about kicking out the enemies now? We hear about it multiple times and we will hear about it multiple times in Sefer Dvarim, where we'll give it more focus. So Rashi explains that Hashem is making a conditional. You are only allowed to cross the Jordan if you will do this. And if you don't, then you, the waters will sweep you away. So the land is only giving you access for this as a condition. The Orachimah Kodesh explains that, no, this is the referring not just to the seven nations of the land which are supposed to be removed, which already have been commanded. This is referring to other nations who are already settling there. An example being the Philistines. The Philistines are not one of the seven nations, the Pleshtim. They are a seafaring nation starting off in Cyprus who settled along the coast of Israel and sort of made their territory on the coastal plain near the area of Gaza. But in the end of the day, they're not germane to the land of Israel itself, and that they still fall under the rubric of this commandment as well. The Ramban points out that this section over here is the source of the positive mitzvah in the Torah to conquer and settle in the land of Israel. He disagrees with the Rambam's omission of the, uh, of the mitzvah of Yeshua Oretz of living in the land of Israel. Many people explain why the Rambam let it out. Maybe it was a mitzvah which frames all other mitzvahs. There's a lot of different discussions in the Rambam as to why the Rambam left it out in the Sefer mitzvahs. But the Ramban, in his notes on the Sefer mitzvahs of the Rambam, in note 4 of Mitzvah 4, he adds in, the, the, this is the letter, the uh, Mitzvah that he feels the Ramam left out, and it's from our Aliyah, from our Pasuk. It's worthwhile noting the, the Rav Soloveitchik in his Drashos points out 
And it may be true in the past that settling in the land of Israel was enough to fulfill his mitzvah, meaning taking your stick in your sack and going off across the mountains to go to Israel was enough to fulfill the mitzvah of Arashim Esaretz. But today it's not. And the, and the, uh, it, uh, today it is asserting sovereignty in the land of Israel is a necessary component of this mitzvah of living in the land of Israel. He makes a fascinating com a comment that even the Naturi character who, who, who so much dismissed the notion of there needing to be a state today would not be allowed to live in Israel were we to give it to the neighbors who would not allow Jews to go in. As you can see, it would be Yudenrein were it to be given to many of, many of the neighbors um, who have done such in all the territories which are, um, which are around. As an example, when Jordan controlled the old city, Jews were not allowed to access the, the Harabai. So it's, it's part of the mitzvah of Yeshua is, in, is integrally related to conquering and settling and creating sovereignty in the land as well. Rav Soloveitchik points out from the Saliyah. Fascinating point. Now, w w why is it that Hashem thought to do this, this whole statement at the end of the first section where what Hashem planned to do to them, He'll do to you? Why is that? So Rahim says, well, it's practical. You know, if you're not going to, if you're going to leave them around, they're going to strengthen themselves and then they're going to nationalistically try to kick you out because they'll say that they were there first, even though the Canaanites were also second because it was already the Semites, it was the Shem who was there first before the Canaanites kicked them out. But nonetheless, that's what's going to happen. Orachim also points out spiritually this is true because Hashem made a promise to kick out foreigners and if you don't fulfill that promise Hashem will have to that, that word of Hashem will have to be fulfilled but it'll have to be fulfilled upon you now let's try to look at the borders as well for a brief moment here the, 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 the border on the, the southern side goes to the river of Egypt. So what does it mean, the river of Egypt? So there's a debate um, archaeologically whether it refers to the Nile River and it's going all the way down into Egypt. But Rav Sajigon suggests that it, go, it refers to Wadi El Arish, which refers to a place in the Sinai Peninsula, a little closer to Israel as well. Kadesh Barnea is, is identified with either Ein al which is an area in the Sinai Peninsula, or it could also be referring to, some suggest it even refers to Petra, which is down in Jordan as well. So trying to map out what was said in this is a matter of a lot of fascinating research as well. In the northern reaches, there's also a little bit of complexity. What is Hor Hahar and Derech Hamas? Rashi says Hamas refers to the area of Antioch. Now, if you look at a map, Antioch is very, very far. It's deep into north. It's beyond even Lebanon. It's back where it's Syria again. Um, in fact, the Derech Hamas, the Dat Mikra points out in the Atlas, that it is n near Wadi al-Karbir, which is in Syria, really, really far north. What is referred to as Horahar? Horahar is generally understood to be the Aminus Mountains, which is a range in the northern in northern Syria, even as close as Turkey. So we have very, very far and extensive boundaries. So how does this match up? with what they did and with the Brisbane Abbasarim. So the Malin points out that if you look at Parshas Akev and Mishpatim, as well as the Brisbane Abbasarim, those boundaries are even further than what's being described over here. So there's the Euphrates River, Nahar Pras, the Euphrates River is included in the border. That's all the way up north Syria into Iraq, which is part of this as well. So the Malin points out that this parasha is the immediate access of the land, but later on, as the nation will grow, will grow larger, they will hopefully live in and expand to the borders of the British Land Abbasarim, which are even further than the, this as well, which were met, says the Malbim, at two points in history, once under the rule of David and Shlomo Melech, and later on under the times of Herod when he expanded the borders of Israel. Unfortunately, as we'll see when we learn, say, for Yeshua, Yeshua at the time and the nation of Israel in the times of Shoftim were not able to live up to this, and they did not conquer as expansive a territory as was promised either the Brisbane Abbasarim or here in Bamidbar, Perik Lamedalad. With this, we close our Ali. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.